Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I'm back again this week to talk a little bit about a topic that is very interesting to me and something that I'm leaning into. So today we're talking about the future of faith in a way, and that that book title is actually from a book that Harvey Cox has written. It's called The Future of Faith, and we are reading it in my adult interest formation class at the parish. So the the thing I love so much about this group is that we look at really diverse topics and we expand ourselves away from just what does the Bible say or doesn't say. Um, it's what do we think about this topic and what do we think about this? And so Harvey Cox has written this book, The Future of Faith, and it talks about going past the dogma and past the doctrines and looking at how we are very interested now in community, social justice, spiritual experiences, and not looking so much at doctrines anymore. There's a lot of grassroots movements that are coming up and creating new types of churches. And it's not that I want to create a new type of church, but I do want us to question some of the things that that we've been taught and some of the things that we've always believed. And this book has been a very interesting um, journey for us as a class. And we've talked about a lot of things. And the thing that struck me this past week that I wanted to bring up today for you guys to start thinking about is, is God still speaking? You know, back in the day, you know, there were burning bushes and, <laughs> and there were all these different ways for God to speak to people, you know, tablets and all that. And we don't really get that many things anymore, which really disappoint me to be honest. I would love to have burning bushes. And I've told you before, I'd like to have a very clear lighted path as to where is Midge supposed to go and what is Midge supposed to do? And I think that God still speaks to me, you know, but it's not as flamboyant as, you know, the burning bush um, picture that we have in our heads. But I think that as we talked about this, this conversation in the interest group this past Sunday, when that question was asked, do you think that God is still speaking? And I absolutely do. And my response it was that I believe that as diversity is becoming more of a topic in our world today, with some people being very against it and some people, you know, continuing to make it visible, I think that is the way that God speaks. I think that as our lives change as we evolve as humans, as we become more open, as we become more aware of the history that has gone on underneath all of the cover-ups. You know, when you look at how 
you know, African-Americans were brought here. If you look at how, you know, people ha have been treated over ever since we've been created, you know, who's been in, who's been out. Um, I was very shocked to see one day um, on Facebook, and I know not everything is true on Facebook, but I kind of tend to believe that this one was. And it was actually a helmet like a wire cage contraption that fit over someone's head. It had a tongue depressor so that the tongue could not move. Therefore the person could not speak and it was locked on with a leash. And the person was dragged through the town for everybody else to spit on, make comments about ridicule, but it wasn't just any person. It was women women who gossiped women who asked too many questions who were bold who spoke up against their husbands they were put in the hood and they were put on the leash and walked through the town for everyone to malign them now although this doesn't surprise me to see it actually in like in a drawing that someone had recreated of this, it made me sick to my stomach. And yet we've come farther from that than I would have thought. I mean, I, sometimes I'm like, do we ever have a voice? And yes, we do. We have a vice president who is a female. We've had an African president. You know, I mean, I understand that things have changed, but then you look at what laws are going into place for the transgender community. And when you look at the rights that are still trying to be taken away from the LGBTQIA plus community, I think this is where God is speaking. If we continue to be visible as we continue to come into our authentic selves, we are challenging the whole history of what's been happening. And we are a part, I believe of not only the Jesus movement to say, look at these people that you are putting down and what is the, the commandment that I gave you? What is the biggest commandment? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And when we talked about this topic this past Sunday, I said that I believe that as we are coming into our authentic selves, we are actually being pulled by God into this same commandment that he has been trying to get through for all of the generations. You know, when you looked at Lao Tzu and Jesus and Buddha and, and all of the Indira Gandhi, not Indira Gandhi, um, Mahatma Gandhi, you know, everybody spoke this message of love and peace and accepting each other. And that, that to me is God still speaking and trying to give us more reasons to look past the same old, same old. So, you know, back in the day, I didn't know about, you know, homosexuality necessarily, except for what the church was teaching me. And I had never heard about transgender people. And yet now we're being looked at you know, now the world is looking at this and saying, wow, you know, it's like, where did this come from? Although it's always been, but yet it was so quiet 
For so many years, the gay community was quiet. For so many years, you know, African-Americans were put down and enslaved and, and not being able to have a voice. But now we have the Black, the Black Lives Matter movement. We have gay pride. We have transgender rights. We have all of these things that God is, I think, still speaking to us to say, love your neighbor. Not the one that looks like you, not the one that talks like you, goes to the same church as you. Yeah, love them too. But love thy neighbor, the one that may totally tick you off by how they live their life. But how do we get back to that premise of love? How do we stand in love when we're around people we don't understand? When we don't understand, why would you believe that? Why would you say that? Why would you treat an animal, a child, a woman, a, a man, someone of color? Why would you treat them that way? When we get angry about seeing injustice, that's actually sort of like a Jesus moment where Jesus got angry when things were not going the way he knew God wanted them to go. And I do believe that we are being called in the same way to look at the ugliness, look at what is not of God. And even people who don't believe in God, even people who claim that they are atheists, they still don't want people to not have rights. They do believe that we should all be treated equally. And for those of us who follow God and, and want to be more like Jesus, we certainly need to be on board with that commandment of love thy neighbor. And yet the, the, the part that we really have to focus on, too, is as you love yourself. Mm. Now, if you read my memoir that's coming out in October 2023, Gay with God, Reclaiming My Faith, Honoring My Story, I talk about this. I talk about how hard it was for me to feel worthy, how hard it was for me to love myself. I really, truly believed that I loved everybody else. <laughs> and yet when I know there were probably times that I didn't love them as much as I could have because I had not extended that to myself first. So I am also being challenged to love the me even if I don't think I'm measuring up to what my expectations are of me, I still have to be called to love me and to find grace for me. And in the memoir, you know, I at the end of every chapter, I do a moment of grace, which sort of like is my my learning curve and, and what I'm extending back to people who may have hurt me, who may have disappointed me, who have abused me in some way. Or another. So, you know, my memoir was such a tool for me to take a very close look at who was I and why was I clueless and why did it take me so long to come through this and what were the barriers that stopped me from being able to be open and affirming to myself? Why do 99.9% of the LGBTQ community have inner homophobia? Why do we sometimes hate ourselves? Why do we sometimes think we're still not good enough and that we kind of back up politically and we don't we don't go for our rights? We don't stand up for ourselves because there's still that little nagging voice that maybe we aren't good enough. Maybe there is something wrong with us. Why can't we be like everybody else? 
And then I think, I don't want to be like some of these people. <laughs> That's my bias. That's my not loving my neighbor always because it's like, I don't want to live that way. But I think it's good to make that distinction. It doesn't mean I can't extend love to you, but I don't choose to walk your path. I don't want to be hate-filled. I don't want to be a bigot. I don't want to hurt other people. And I don't want to leave anybody out. And yet I know we have to have boundaries. Like, how do we, how do we frame that? You know, I'm gay with God. Okay, great. And I believe in love. Wonderful. Now, how do I extend that to myself? And how do I extend it to the people who are trying to take away my rights to be married? How do I extend my love to, to people who are trying to force transgender kids to, to live in a body that does not feel authentic and they're not going to give them medication to assist them in their journey? And as that problem or concern or that becomes an awareness to us, there's all of these questions that we have and people always throw out the Bible. Well, the Bible says... <laughs> Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And yet, the original translation was humankind. So, are we really sure it was Adam and Eve? Or did somebody give those names to, to that? Are we sure that there's an actual heaven and a hell? Or was that a word used that was not really what it means? You know, there's a lot that we need to focus on and we tend to go to the doctrine and the dogma and just pick out a certain verse and say, believe this. And yet when we were given all of these things to remember, you know, commandments and this and that, but the greatest of all of these is. So here's your little cliff notes. <laughs> if you can't remember all the other things that you're supposed to be doing to be a good person, remember this, this one. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well then, what does that mean? I think it really means that we need to quit being so judgmental about everything that we don't understand. There's a lot of things that I don't understand, but that doesn't mean there's something wrong with it. It just means that I haven't figured it out or I haven't been exposed to it. We absolutely have to be able to find that balance in our lives of being uncomfortable and leaning in enough to learn more. You know, I have absolutely no reason to change from being a woman because I am aligned with my femaleness. I am in the right body, but I have dear friends that I know are not in their right body as far as matching up with who they know they are. And I will not ever stand in their way by voting or whatever I can do to support them. I will not stand in their way to be authentically them in whatever way they know is true for them. I don't think that's going against God's creation. I think that's going exactly to the point of how do we see God still speaking? And it's almost like little bit by little bit. It's like, you know, when a kid comes to you and he says, how are babies made? You're not going to pull out a big book with photos and tell them everything from beginning to end. You give them one answer. 
until they ask for more. And I think the Bible for us is sort of revealed one answer at a time. It's like, okay, you guys are spiritual little, little pints. You know, someday you might be a gallon, but right now you're a pint or a half a pint. So I'm going to give you this much awareness, this much insight into my world. And then I think that God reveals a little bit more and a little bit more. You can read the passage of scripture 10 different times and get new insights each time, especially if you delve in and don't just read it on the surface, get a good concordance, figure out what time of what the timing was, what was going on back then. You know, how was everybody treated? What's the original text saying? You know, there's so much more that, that I'm now understanding that I didn't get the opportunity to do that before. It was read it, believe it, that settles it. But that's not enough. That's just not enough. But I was given what I was given at my spiritual level. And every time I get a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more aware, I can go a little deeper. I can learn more. I can challenge more. I can question more. And diversity is something I think that is now becoming the big awareness. You know, the civil rights movement was a big awareness. You know, women's rights was a big awareness. There's so many things that we didn't have before that are now being challenged and now coming to the light. And now we have to make a decision. How are we going to manage this decision that we need to make on how to treat people? So it's not, you know, just Black Lives Matter or women or brown people or, you know, black people. It's about all of us. It is all people need to be able to accept the diversity of others. And there will always be people we disagree with and how they live their life because we may not be called to live our life that way. But the bottom line of love is to understand, not to judge, not to join the bandwagon and say, yes, I'm going to go do that. No, I'm not going to go be trans. You know, no, I'm not going to go do something else that I don't, you know, feel is authentic for me. But that doesn't stop me from loving someone else who is on that path. It doesn't stop me from loving somebody who isn't harming others, but they just want to do something for themselves. So that's what the boundary is. Like when I talked before about there has to be some kind of a boundary. You know, and the boundary is if you love yourself and you love others, you're not going to murder them. You're not going to rape them or kill. You know, you're not going to do harm to others. But we're not we're not saying we're doing harm to others. If I, if I am living my authentic self as a gay Christian, I'm not hurting anybody. Now, I'm, my parents were a little upset about it. They were disappointed. They were shocked. They were not happy. You know, they had all of the emotions that they needed to have to get through it. But I was not hurting anyone physically. I was not getting in the way of their livelihood. I wasn't taking away their rights. So the boundary that we're looking for is... If I'm on a journey to find my authentic self, as long as I'm not infringing on the livelihood, the rights, or the personal body of someone else, then I have a right to do that. And I think God is calling me to stand out, stand up, speak up, and be authentic so that someone else can see, oh, So that really is something you really can be gay with God. You can be a Christian and be lesbian, gay, 
pansexual, transgender. Yes, you can be all of that. Because guess what? God created everyone in God's image. Not necessarily Adam and Eve. Created humankind in God's image. God is not just a white male. I don't think God is a white male, period. Jesus wasn't a white male. So I don't believe God is a white male. So what is the image? I've, I've thought about that for so long. And it's like, okay, if everybody's in God's image, how are we male, female, black, white, brand, how, are we, how are we all that? It's because God is. God is energy. God is a universal energy. And that means that all of us are universal energy. And we may be Caucasian, we may be something else, but the energy in us, the breath of life, that's what connects us to God, in my opinion. That we all look like God because it's the energy that we have. This outside body that we carry around the world is based on genetics, it's based on location, it's based on generational stuff. It has nothing to do with God other than the energy that's inside of, and we were created. But you know what I mean? <laughs> God didn't just create all the white people, by the way. Everybody else is a piece of God too. And the piece of God I'm referring to is the breath of life. Whatever created all of us, that piece is of God. And so all of us are children of God. And those who are atheists and those who don't believe in God have a whole nother idea about how that happened. But those of us in the gay with God community, those of us who, who understand the God of our understanding, we're all together. And that's why we all deserve equality and equity. And like I've said before, I like equity better because equality may mean that we both come up to a fence to watch a ball game, but if it's too high for one, equity means we get a stool for the one to stand on so they can see over the fence, just like the person who may be taller. So how do we make it equitable for all people to have the rights they need to be served the way they need to be served? I, I totally want us to be able to live in that commandment, and it is not easy. It really isn't. You know, I have moments every single day where I miss the mark because I do have biases and I am working on them. But and I joked about how, you know, when somebody friends me on Facebook, sometimes I look at who they like and who they follow because <laughs> there are some things I'm just not strong enough yet to manage on my Facebook page. I don't want to see certain things on my Facebook page because it's still a trigger or because it still, you know, creates um, tension. Now, at some point, that is the journey I will take because I I need at some point, as long as it's not abusive to me, I need to be able to be in a sense of tension in order to find my way through it in a loving way. But right now, I've got a lot on my plate <laughs> and I am growing and I am changing and I am evolving and I'm proud of the journey and the resiliency that I've had to get through everything I've been through. And so I'm gifting myself some patience right now. I'm gifting myself a moment to breathe. And I don't have to take on all the world at one time. I don't have to make every change in a second. And I kind of was thinking that. I've, I felt like I was running out of time. I was feeling like I had to get it all right. I had to know right now. 
And now I'm kind of sitting in the unknowing of some things. I'm I'm getting more comfortable being in a place of just not always knowing exactly what is right. And I don't always know exactly where I'm supposed to be all the time. And I don't always know, you know, what the path is for me. And I, I freaked out about that before because I really needed to know right now. I want to know exactly what God expects. I want to do it right. I want to do it right now. I, I don't want to wait anymore. What if I die before I get it right? And through spiritual direction, I've been able to learn that, hey, <laughs> I am right where I'm supposed to be. And if I were to die, God forbid, but if I were to die today, I've done my job. I've showed up every day trying to be the best me I can be. And that's all that's expected of me. Even when I was clueless, even when I had anger that was inappropriate, even when I you know, hated people, I was still doing my journey. I was still growing and evolving. Maybe a spiritual pint back in the day, for sure. But now I'm maybe half a gallon. <laughs> Some days I'm a whole gallon. I feel just absolutely fabulous and I'm I'm on target. And then I might slip down to half a gallon. You know, sometimes we drain ourselves and we forget to fill up. <laughs> so we have to remember to fuel ourselves. Um, you know, getting in community, having great conversations like I'm having with my adult interest group. There's We also do an Episcopal 101 class at, at the parish and I just love learning more about the history and the and and why things are the way they are and that that interests me so much I want I always want to learn more and and be exposed to more um so for us in the gay with god community I think the message today is that god is still speaking absolutely god is still speaking and so we need to open our eyes back up to what God has already said, because he's still speaking, I think, by bringing all this diversity to light and having it be hot button topics and people are on opposite sides. But it, that's how we grow. We grow in the the crisis of change. And right now there's a lot changing and there's a lot of pushback because people fear change. They think they're going to lose their status, their money, their power, and they don't know who they are without that. So for those of us who know that it's not about power, it's not about money, it's not about your status, it's about your heart, it's about who you are, and it's about love. So those of you in the Gay With God community, I extend my love to you. I extend my hope that you will also be able to see that you are right where you are supposed to be and that every day that we wake up and we lean in to learning more, loving more, finding joy in the journey, laughing more, that's that's on target. And we are called more than anything else to love our neighbors and love ourselves. But let's start with ourselves because that is always the place we need to start. Thanks for listening. So I want to thank you always. I didn't say it at the beginning, but I'm going to say it now. We got 10,000 downloads for the Gay With God community. We reached 10,000 downloads. So look at what we've done. Fans of the show, guests that have come on, look at what we've done. 
10,000 downloads. And I'm so grateful for all of you for having this experience with me. I, I love you so much. So continue to support and share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to check out the Facebook group, Gay With God. That's where you're going to find the monthly group, My Faith Journey. And this next month, April 10th, so you have time to get on Facebook and join the Gay With God Facebook group. Um, we are going to talk about Genesis and we're going to talk about Adam and Eve versus humankind. So we're going to kind of delve in and, and read through that and look at some some study guides and and figure out where we all land and what we think. So that's going to be on April 10th. And also, if you want to be a part of the Ask Me Anything monthly group that I'm doing for the memoir, uh, that's going to be on April 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To get either one of those links to the the My Faith Journey or the Ask Me Anything, go to the Gay With God um, Facebook group, and I'm putting the links there. I'm also putting it on my personal page. So if you want to go to my Facebook page and like me there, you'll get access to that. Um, so those are running every month right now, and I'm getting much closer with that memoir. I've, I've gone through all of the edits. Um, in a week, it's going to go to proofreading. There are testimonials that are coming in, and I'm so jazzed about that. Um, I'm so appreciative of people who have taken the time to look at some of my work, and they're able to know um, how this book can impact us moving forward. So I'm so grateful. And so I'll just drop this here. If you are living in an area close to Ashboro and uh, you would like to host a uh, reading once the book is published in October, if you want to host a time for me to come and read and for people to have uh, a chance to buy the book uh, from me, I would love to hear from you. So you can message me either through this podcast, or you can go to empoweredmidge at gmail.com. And let's have a conversation and see if we can set up a time for me to either do a Zoom group for you guys or to come in person. I would love to start doing, you know, getting some things lined up for the launch date. Um, also, I want to remind you that if you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or not even sure yet if you're gay, God has always been within you, even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget to find out how to be a guest. You can go to the empoweredmidge.podbean.com show page and find that link. And let's get some other people in here besides me. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. 
deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.